Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's Word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's Word through His choice vessel, Apostle Goodhart O. Equeme. This is an heart of thank you for the sweetness of your presence that is so palpable, touchable, and feelable. Oh, we know that you're here to do us good once again, to save the unsaved, to heal the sick. Raise the dead, come blind eyes to open the deaf, to hear the dumb, to speak the lame, to walk. We acknowledge your majestic presence all over this room, but also across the airwaves in the nations of the world. We thank you, Jesus, for that which you are said to do in us, with us, through us, and by us. Have your way once again, Holy Ghost. We have us always to return the praise. The glory that is due you. In Jesus' wondrous name we have worshipped. Somebody shout a big, big, big amen. Can we clap those anointed hands and give the Lord thanks? Alright, have your Bibles turn together with me to 2 Corinthians 5. 5, 10 AMPC. 1, 2, 3, go. For we must all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil, considering what his purpose and motive have been and what he has achieved, been busy with and given himself and his intention to Accomplished. Let's read it once again slowly, a bit more contemplative or meditatively. One, two, three, go. For we must all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil, considering what his purpose and motive have been. And what he has achieved, being busy with, and given himself and his attention to accomplish for assignment this morning. Living in the light of eternity, part number one. You may please be seated very comfortably in God's wonderful presence. Since the subject before us in this season is a very, very important subject and a critical one. As a matter of fact, one of our 10 core values, I imagine you know that already, is eternity consciousness. Amongst the 10 core values, this is one of our 10 core values. You do well to subscribe to go to your, our membership class in this church family. If you really are a member of this church, endeavor to go through that. Part of what you learn and the various core values of this great noble house, one of which is eternity consciousness. This points to the truth 
that God gives us time to enable us to prepare for eternity. Time to prepare for eternity. Hmm. Since the truth be told is this understanding or revelation of eternity consciousness will literally, radically, drastically change how you live and how I live. It's true. It's true. It will change our choices. It will change our decisions. It will change our thinking patterns. Our parameters of thinking will change drastically. And our actions and our deeds will change when we are more aware of the reality of eternity. Hence it's called eternity consciousness. And oftentimes, it's not that we don't know that eternity exists and eternity beckons. But the only thing is that there's a tendency for the consciousness to be far from our minds. And this really has to do with how the enemy has wired the world system. The enemy uses many things around us. The bling bling. The comfort. Uh, the luxuries of life. The things that bring us earthly, natural, kind of pleasure. My God. He uses these many things as trappings to give us the impression that our life is not beyond our lifetime on the earth. Uh, yeah. Let me say it again. I want to be slow this morning. I was hot in the first part, but I want to be slow. Uh, the things around us are used by the enemy, designed, tailor-made by the enemy, to give you the impression that this life is not more than your 70, 80, 90, 100, God bless you, 120, or 96 years, as the Queen of England lived. But even after the longevity of her years of 96 years, she died. One of the longest living monarchs, the longest thing is two years. She almost made that record. Uh, she died. So uh, as long as she was on the throne, or as long as she was alive, she was on the throne. That's what I'm going to say. But the moment she died, she couldn't be on the throne anymore. Saints, we serve the monarch of monarchs. Who cannot experience a coup d'etat. Who is deathless. Who is ageless, has no birthday, and by extension has no death day. That's the God we serve, Kandaba. He's called the King of Kings. He's called the Lord of Lords. He's as dressed as the governor amongst the nations. He's the God of all flesh. He's the father of all spirits. That's your God. That's my God. He's deathless. He's ageless. He's ceaseless. He calls himself in Exodus 3, I am that I am. He addressed himself in Revelation 1.8. He says that I am he who was, who is, and who is to come. What am I saying? Your God is ever alive and ever on his throne. Hallelujah. But you see, the trappings of this life, they come to give you the impression that there will be no day you will not be in this world as you are now. Hence, the need for this 
eternity consciousness. The key word is consciousness. More than eternity. Consciousness. Aya. Saints truly living our lives in the light of eternity radically will change how we live here. For instance, for instance, what value will a Rolls Royce, a yacht, a jet, luxuries of this life, name them as you think them. What value are these things in the light of eternity? We're going somewhere, it's going to be hot. Praise God. Quite honestly, in the light of eternity, the clothes you wear are the clothes that wore you. The car you drove, or for some people, the car that drove you. Because the truth is, some people are not driving their car, their car is driving them. Oh, you get that next year. You get this one next year. Your car drives you when your car is more valuable than human beings. Your car drives you when you dream about your car on your bed. You wake up in the morning, what do you think about your wonderful Range Rover, wonderful Land Cruiser, wonderful Rolls Royce. All you think is your car. Your car is driving you. Your car drives you when a scratch on your car, you can't sleep. Literally, you have palpitations. Hey, my car. My car is driving you. It will surprise you how many things that are using you, you're not using them. The house is quiet. <laughs> the things of this life are given to you for your usage. Wow. They're given to you to make your life as a child of God easier, more comfortable. But there becomes a problem when the things of God begins to take the place of God in our heart. And just before you're quick to say, that's not my problem. Don't be in a hurry. You are going somewhere. You will know very shortly. Mm. Yet, these many things are mentioned now. They occupy the thoughts. They occupy the efforts. They occupy the labor and the pursuits of many well-meaning believers today. The Bible makes us understand, beloved, that these things, they perish with the using. They do. They do. As a matter of fact, uh, there is a spirit, please listen carefully, of decay and a spirit of corruption that is at work on the earth today. Say with me, decay. I'm on church. Say with me, decay. Say with me, corruption. Is at work today. So that everything left on its own unattended to, not maintained naturally, 
naturally, not supernaturally, naturally suffers decay. Sir, it's real. I will illustrate. Leave your house for a day, a week, a month, six months, one year. Let no human being stay in the house. Huh? You will enter your house and see the wall cracking, the roof caving in, the floor breaking. Why? It was left to the natural law and spirit of decay and corruption at work on the earth. The same house that you will live in for a week, a month, a year, and is kept relatively maintained when you leave it, no maintenance. It decays. Do you know that by living there, you give it life? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know that the life you carry affects your environment? Huh? But when you are away from it, the natural law and order of the cage sets in. Why? Listen carefully. Everything on the earth is doomed to decay. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? The moment a brand new car drives out of the car lot, do you know? I didn't say after a year. No. The moment it drives out of the car lot, typically for average cars, it loses a value of an average of 5,000 US dollars. Do you know? Not driven, just drove out of the car lot. Why? Decay has set in. Stay with me. Everything, and by extension, anything on this side of eternity is earth doomed to suffer corruption and decay. The advantage we have as believers is this. Please track with me. <laughs> Paul, by the Spirit of God says, Though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. So the Bible makes us understand there is a difference between the outward man and the inward man. Am I correct there? Am I correct there? Oh, come on church. Are you here? Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The outward man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. So, the, listen carefully, beloved. The competitive edge you have as a child of God over unbelievers is because there is an inward man that is being renewed how? Day by day. By day. By day. But that is not the case with everybody who is not born again. So the Bible says concerning you, if you are born again, Romans 8, 11, in the same spirit that raised Christ, Christos, the anointed and his anointed, not a make-believe spirit. 
Not a lookalike Hoshakataba. Not a resemblance spirit. Not an imitation spirit. But if the same Makopaka that went to the grave and rose Jesus from the dead, if the same spirit, guess what? I feel like jumping. If that same spirit, guess what? Lives in you. What does he do? He quickens. So you have the advantage as a believer. You carry the quickening power of the Holy Ghost. He quickens your liver. He quickens your pancreas. He quickens your heart, your lungs, and all your... In. Why? He is a quickener. Aside from that, everything in the world is doomed to suffer what? Corruption and decay. Stay with me. We look at the teachings of Jesus. In Matthew 6, 19. See what the Lord teaches about things and wealth and, and treasures. I want to read from NLT. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. For simplicity and clarity. Don't store up treasures here on earth. Where what? Oh, come on, church, you're too quiet. Where moths eat them and rust destroys them. And where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy. And thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. This is a powerful scripture. Powerful. Number one, we see number one, we can store things in either of two places. I feel like clapping for myself. I'm preaching myself really happy. You can store treasures in one of two places. The possibility exists for me to store my treasure either on the earth or either in heaven. What a joy. What a joy for there to be a spiritual technology. Oh, come on, come on. To be able to store things in heaven and store things in eternity. But the question is, how many take advantage of that technology? We are told that if you choose <laughs> to store on the earth, what happens is what you store on the earth, listen, is susceptible to the spirit of decay and corruption naturally at work on the earth. Are you still here? Now, Jesus went on to make a statement after this to teach why as believers and God's children we have no business. Please listen carefully. You and I. We have no business getting anxious, getting worried about what? What to wear. What to eat. What to drive. Where to live. Hello, somebody. No business. 
hear the words of Jesus. Matthew 6, 31. He was pointing out here that if your heavenly father, not just God though, your heavenly father is so mindful about the little details of birds, lilies, cockroach, rat, bat, cat. If it's that detail about caring for these seemingly insignificant creatures, how much more is he committed to looking after you? Matthew 6, 31 to 33, NLT. So, people of God, including myself, don't worry about these things. Tell anybody, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Hear this, beloved. Don't miss this point. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. It dominates their thinking pattern. Unbelievers don't know Christ. They don't have a father-son relationship with Christ or God. It dominates their thinking. But it says this. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. He knows. He knows. Your need for healing. He knows. Your need for the next meal. He knows. Your need for the bills to be paid. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. So don't panic. He says, you now busy yourself with seeking the kingdom. To seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Ayah. So my responsibility is to seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness and then his commitment to me is to what? To give me everything I need. So when I do my part, he's already said to do his own part. Praise the Lord somebody. Your God is too faithful to fail you. You and I are too small as a project. He created the heavens and the earth. We're too small a project to fail, for God to fail. No, no. See, so these things dominate their thoughts. That means the thought realm is very important when it comes to the things that have to do with eternity or time. Thoughts. Thoughts. Saints as truly born again believers we ought to think radically different from how the world, the unbelievers think that don't know God, don't know Christ as their Savior. Here again, how our attitude should be. Matthew 6, 20, 21. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy. Hallelujah. And thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be. So the question to be asked, beloved, as we go further in our discourse, where exactly have you been storing your treasure? 
For example, believers, it's not that we're to be careless. You don't have any savings, no investment, you know, just live your life on some kind of spiritual, spiritual, no, no, no. You see, the point is, where your treasure is, is where your heart will be. And where your heart is, listen carefully, will be the flow of your treasure. Ayah, ayah. So if your heart is with and in God, the natural flow of your treasures, your time, your talents will be towards God. And God is saying, I'm not deceived by your saying you love me. I'm not deceived by your church membership. I'm not deceived by your clap, your jump, your dance. Not even by your tears. He said, I am watching you. <laughs> what I'm watching to look out for is the flow of your treasure. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Man may be deceived, but God cannot be deceived. Man may not see, but God sees your intent. God sees your motive. God sees your preference of other things more than him. He sees that. Where your treasure is, is naturally where your heart is. How are we to live in time? In time. Because every believer, please listen carefully, this will help you. Not even every believer, every human being is both time bound and also has an eternal element. I wish I had time, but I'll try. Both the unsaved and the saved has an element of eternity in them. Oh boy. But there's what is called eternal life. What is called eternal death. Wow. Are you here? So every human being has eternity. You can't stop Closer over to eternity. No, 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 no. It's only a matter of time. If you are allotted 100 years, listen carefully. 100 years, it's a good time to live here on earth. Every time you sleep and wake up, you died. One day off. One, so every birthday should remind you, I'm dying. By December 30, I remind myself, I don't, I'm near to. But you see, instead of this thought, to make believers afraid, this thought should rather help you to prepare. You're going there. Hebrews 9.27 is appointed unto every man to die once and then the judgment. You see, as I'm preaching now, some of you are saying, change the topic. I, can't feel, I, can't, I feel you. You're shaking. Hey, 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 I don't want to die. You will die. Except rapture means you're going to die. So the earlier you prepare for your death, the better. That those who embrace their death with joy, they cross their legs as patriarchs of old, call their children and their grandchildren and bless them. They know their days are full, ripe, and they are done their path, they're on their way, they're on a flight. But that those who are put death in fear and trepidation. Why? They've wasted years. They expanded years. They fail to invest years in eternity. They live for themselves, for their belly, for their pleasure, for their desire. They fail to understand they were sent to the earth as on an errand, an assignment. Not to live for yourself. Huh. The Bible declares 
if Christ died for all, or if Christ died, it is true that he died for all, so that all of us who live should no longer live for ourselves, but for Christ that died for us. If you're a born again child of God, the truth and the reality is, you're not to live for yourself anymore. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, don't live for yourself anymore. Live for Christ. There's a higher purpose you're designed to live for. You're designed to affect humanity positively. You're designed to leave your footprints on the earth, on the sands of time. Hearing what a man who served the Lord and loved Jesus. What will you be remembered for? For the house, for the car, for the shoes, for the bangles? The jet, the yacht. What will you? Why? The day is coming when you draw your last breath. Question is, what have you done with your days on the earth? These thoughts of eternity ought to make us live not presumptuously but carefully and cautiously. But every day must be applied. The psalm is declared in Psalm 90 verse number 12. Teach us to number our days. Why? That we may apply our hearts to what? To wisdom. The word number is not count. No. No. You can count without numbering. Numbering includes counting, but also includes apportioning the numbers for a purpose. So when you number your years, number your days, you apply the days or you apply wisdom to live in the days. Some of you are uncomfortable with my teaching, but that's, this will help you. I, I pray it will, it will jerk you up from somewhere and just, just send, this, send shock waves in your direction so you don't waste your years anymore. You have only one lifetime. What would you be known for? What would you remember for? You married? Had children? You built a house in your village? You are chief so and so? More than that. Eternity beckons. They are not two eternities. No. Once you sleep and cross over this chasm, this, 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 this threshold, you're there. You're there. You're either there on this side of eternal death, God forbid, or you're on this side of eternal life. Even when you're on the side of eternal life, how we live on the earth determines how we enter into that life. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Stay with me. Job 121 NLT. Thank you, Lord. By the way, let me make a statement. How do we live in time? Listen. Listen. Please don't forget the statement. All your days. We live in time, Pastor Tolu, by learning to travel light. I beg you, I'm, I'm sent to you to be a blessing. Hmm? Let your spirit be open. This may be what will keep you as the master comes. We live in time, listen carefully, by traveling light. Tell me light. Tell me light. Tell me light. What do I mean? It's not that you don't have any acquisitions. Oh yeah, I wore a suit. I'm not naked. A car brought me. I didn't walk. 
There are things. But listen. What it means to travel light, listen carefully, listen carefully, is to hold the things of life loosely. So, no matter what God has blessed you with, by way of property, things and possession, listen carefully, your disposition to the things and to God is this. God, this thing can never take your place in my heart. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody just got delivered now. That means no matter what God bless you with, no matter what, the jet, the yacht, the Rolex, no matter what, you know, it's not that you're trying to know. You know this thing can't keep you from God. Why? Listen, how you know is this? How you know is this? The moment you hear him say, drop it. If really you were traveling light and not pretending, you're just forming. I'm, I'm light too. I admit I'm light. I'm 10 cars. I'm light. No, no, no. You're not light. You're bound. If really you're light, guess what? You will drop it as a seed. Come on. This place is not act of safety. Oh, but this place is not act of safety. It's not normal message. Hip hop. Yeah, go. Yeah, go. Yeah, go. Yeah, go. No, no, God brought Abraham to a point of testing. Whether he was still traveling light with him. My God. Genesis 22. Abraham had believed God for 25 years for a son called Isaac. He was called the son of promise. God gave him to Abraham, Isaac. The name Isaac means laughter. In the 22nd chapter of Genesis, the Bible says... In KJV, not accurate. And God tempted Abraham. Mm -mm. It is, and God tested Abraham. Because before a promotion precedes an examination. Do you get that one now? Next year is coming to you. This is heavy stuff. Before a testimony comes, a test. So God was about to lift Abraham to limits and zenith nobody had seen up to that point. <laughs> he gave a word before. You'll be a father of nations. Now, the time for the performance has come. But hey, before I perform, I want to see whether in 25 years you switch your love. Kondaya, kondaya. I know you waited. You cried for me. You believed. But now your son is here. Do you still love me? Say, Abraham, bring your boy. Maka, let's go to Mount Moriah. Just me and you. Leave mama down the valley. No, 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 no. no. Don't let mama. Let's go together. And Abraham took three days journey. Three days was a long time for him to change his mind. Three days. Carried his 13 teenager son all the way to Mount Moriah for three days. He got to the mountain. Isaac said, Papa, I see the wood. I see the fire. Where is the sacrifice? Abraham said, hey boy, God will provide for himself a sacrifice. That means Jehovah Jireh. That God is going to provide for himself. Can I speak over your life? If you let go of what you've held on to, Jehovah Jireh is going to provide for you. Provide the money, provide the house, provide the car, provide the people, provide the favor. If only you let go of your idol in your hand, that house, that car, whatever it is, that whatever, what you lay down, Jehovah Jireh will show up with the Son of God. 
God said, as your son Isaac goes down, I, yeah, 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 my son Jesus will be at Calvary. Which is more worthy? Your son for my son? Of course his son. He tested him. Read it. It was after. After. Abraham was about to kill his son. God said stop. I've seen you've done it. I've seen you love me. More than your son. I've seen you love me. More than popularity. Work out from where you've been for 21 years. Run. I've seen you love me more than a seven tower at the city gate. I've seen you love me more than your name. I've seen you love me more than fame, nobility, and popularity. And God swore for the first time in blessing. I will bless you, Abraham. Can you provoke God to release a sworn blessing over your life? By obedience. Akana maloki timalaha. Job 121. We came to the right church. Amoko de kete. Not the way you hear sweet words every day. You will bless me, you bless me, you bless me. You go to hell, bless me, bless me. You fornicate, you bless you. Your life, bless me. I don't say, bless you. You're in court, bless you. You're a dickin, you're, you're a thief. Dickin, you're in court. Huh? Elder. No, not here. <laughs> my Bible tells me the Lord chastises him whom he loves. The moment your papa in heaven stops to correct you and chastise you, the Bible says in Hebrew, you're really a bastard. <laughs> Angie, listen. There are those who live in sin. No, it's not falling and rising, no. They, they, they are there. They fire babes, nothing to them, no conscience. It's normal. You're, you're your way to hell. May God revive you. The pain is not the act, but the pain is no conscience again. You become so used to living in sin. You're married, though. You're going for one hundred and Shame on you, born again. You're headed to hell. You, come to, you must come to this church. I must pass on you. By force and by fire. You know I'm your pastor. Can't go anywhere. I will kill you. You're not spilling you. You're not going anywhere. Me and you go, we go, we go fight. We'll win the same courses. Businessman. You sign here, sign there. And you testify of what? Of ill-gotten wealth? Nah. Where is the fear of God? Where is the fear of God? I heard a voice now. Pastor, leave that matter. I heard it in the spirit. I heard it. You're, you're on your way to error. Leave what matter. I'm, I will not leave you. I will not leave you. I will not leave you. I will, I, will, I will not leave you. By the mercy of God, I won't leave you. The pastor leave that matter. Free leave No! I will talk that matter. In case you assume you're paying bills. Bills what? No! I'm saved. The caller is the backer. No. I have no Godfather. I have no backer. God the Father is my Father. You think it's a little change? You need to come out here. No, 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 no. You're too small to fund God's project. It's too much. You feel your no, no. It's a privilege to put anything in the hand of God. Five long two fish of a long boy in the hand of Jesus Christ. It's a privilege. When an arrogant drive you where you should not drive you to. <laughs> this boy is not uh, your run of the mill guy. 
Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, 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 look at the mice. No, 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 no. Pray in the Holy Ghost and ask for mercy. Father, soften my heart. Circumcise my heart again. Can you pray that prayer? Let this be my Gilgal. Make my heart tender, supple, pliable. Can we pray for one minute? I want to hear you pray. Oh Lord, make my heart soft. Don't become too hard to be corrected. Ah, dangerous. Nobody can talk to you. You're the being all. Ah. The Lord corrects those who he loves. Lord, I embrace your chastisement, your correction. I'm reminded I'm loved of you. Don't give up on me, Abba. Can you pray a prayer? Don't give up on this boy. I know I have a tendency to go off. Keep me on track. Are you praying? Oh Lord, make my heart tender. Place your right hand on your chest. Make my heart soft. Make my heart tender. Give me a childlike faith. Let me not see you finish. Let me not see God finish. Let me not see your presence finish. Let me not see my pastor, my father's finish. May I not see my father finish. His good heart, after all, his good heart. May I not see God finish. May I not see my man of God finish. you pray. Oh Lord, circumcise my heart. Make me tender. Give me a childlike faith. We're praying, we're praying. Hey, let's pray, let's pray. Oh Lord, let it be our Gilgal. Circumcise our heart as a people of fire and revive people to revive others. Begin with us. Purify my heart. Cleanse my heart. The Bible declares, Who shall ascend to the holy place? He with a pure hand and a cleansed heart. Oh, yes. It takes holiness to ascend, it takes purity to ascend. Are you praying? Don't look around now. Cry for your soul. Your soul is in danger. Beg for mercy. By the blood, buy me back from this addiction. Buy my soul back from these addictions. I'm gripped in immorality. I'm gripped in masturbation. I'm gripped in adultery. I'm gripped in fornication. Lesbianism. I'm grieved in homosexuality. Save my soul. Save my soul from addiction to drugs, marijuana, cocaine, alcohol. Save my soul. The one in the nations. Back to God in mercy. Save my soul. Eternity beckons. Men may not know. Your God knows. His eyes run to and fro throughout the earth, seeking to show himself strong and mighty on the behalf of them whose heart has stayed on God. Save my soul. Save my soul. Save my soul. Beg God. Cry out. 
Bishop Shame my soul Roger Decay and corruption. There's decay and corruption. Oh Lord, I'm tired of being bound. I'm tired of being a captive of these things. Save my soul from lying, from cheating, from fornication, from adultery. Aren't you tired? you tired, rise up from the ashes, rise up into a new day of purity, of holiness, sanctification, save my soul, save my soul, the one in protocol, house of Judah, the pastorate, elders, I know your co-pastors. We are not fooled by your... Oh, come on, come on. Save my soul. Rodic security. Ah, save my soul. Usher's team. Save my soul. Children's church. Youth ministry. Save my soul. You may not have another chance. You may not have another chance. Save me from decay and corruption. I've acted for too long. I'm a hypocrite. Save my soul. There's a cleanup before there's a pickup. I smell glory. I smell rain. I smell power. I smell fire, but the church must clean up before it becomes. Otherwise, judgment, 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 judgment. Don't look at me. I'm praying to God. Save my soul. Hey, 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 hey. From mammon, money has gripped you. The God of this world has gripped your soul. Free from mammon. You worship money. You love mammon. Mammon is an idol. Save my soul. Lay down to be alive. A house to be laid down. A car. A jet. Lay down for your soul. God loves us. God loves this house. We're almost there. Job 121 NLT. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave what I had. Not you. Not your power, your sweat. The Lord gave. I am. Hey, listen, please listen. 
a doomsday prophet. But I perceive today is somebody's last chance to make peace with your maker in certain areas. If you miss this cyclone, this wave, you will struggle for a long time to come. The pool is being stared of Bethesda. Please, jump in it. There are numbers you must delete from your phone. Don't even negotiate with There are those who have died in regret. Sir, in my mind, one of the greatest tragedies of life is to see a man or woman grow old, expend his years and years, and then at the dying bed, full of regret. You know, if I did not choose the path of answering the call of God, at a young age. I may have become a governor. I may even have become the president of Nigeria. Outside this walkway. Or a senator. Or whatever it is. Based on family background. Maybe something commendable before your eyes. But you know what? If I had followed any of those routes. As they say in America. I would have come to the end of my journey as whatever. Anambra governor. Senator. Uh, honorable member. Honorable. 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 There are more horribles than honorables. You know, the point is to get to the end of your journey and realize you've climbed a ladder quite alright, but you just climbed the wrong ladder. Tolu, at 80, you will hit your life. You wish you can go back again. It's been said, the best time to have planted a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time is today. Start from today. Start from going clean from today. You, you, you made a mockery of God for too long. And I'm talking to a soul here. Or souls here. You've been too smart. And in the eyes of the public, you're a good man. You're a good woman. You're pack, you're, they call it packaging. You lift your hand at the right time. You come right time. You sign checks at the right time. But you know inside something, something is dying. Is not you. You've almost begun to lose the joy of salvation. You, you are losing touch with the real inner you because of externalities. Vain things that, that are, are bound to suffer corruption. I don't know how many parents you have who are alive. Man is gone. That is your father is gone. Or by your father is gone. I don't know whose father or mother is, is, is not here. But if you ever knew your parents as a small child, they look bigger than life to you. Some of us never felt our fathers could die. But they're gone. It's a matter of time. You too will go. I too will go. Except the Lord takes us home by rapture. Our days will be full. Oh. You wouldn't die prematurely. No, 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 no. That's not the point. You fulfill your days. But one day, hundred, you go. Then what? Eternity beckons. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Two, three more scriptures and we pray. Please write down 1 Timothy 6, 6 to 8. If I were you, this is one message you should keep close to you. When you start veering to pleasure, to lust, 
to mammon pulling you, you forget where, just come back to recalibrate your thinking. So there's an answer you face. So I pointed unto man wants to die. Then the judgment. First Timothy 6, 6 to 8, NLT. Let's go quickly. I have four more minutes. Yeah, true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. Wow. What is great wealth? Our church, are you here? True what? Godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. Wow. So what God calls great wealth may not be what men call great wealth. Track with me. This will bless you and change you. After all, hear this, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world. And we can't take anything, anything with us when we leave. So, if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. Look at verse 9 and 10. But people who long to be rich, please listen carefully, fall into temptation. I didn't write this. It's the Bible. They fall into temptation and are trapped. It's a trap. By many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Wow. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Hey. And some people craving money, having wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Beloved, how to live in this time is to live with godliness and contentment. Wow. Hear what Apostle Paul describes as how he lived. Please write down. We're almost there. Philippians 4, 11 to 12. Philippians 4, 11 to 12. Not that I was ever in need, Apostle Paul's testimony. For I have learned so you learn this, beloved. I've learned how to be content. Again, the word content. With whatever I have. Gary, no meat, contentment. Gary, 10 pieces of meat, contentment. Whatever, be content. Kaya. I know how to live. Listen. On almost nothing. That's somebody's testimony. Or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. Hear this. Whether whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. Oh, man. You know what this guy was saying? Henry. Paul was saying things don't have a number on me. Guy, lady, this is real greatness. What is it? What you have or do not have does not regulate your joy. You see, you can have all the billions in the world, but I want to tell you, 
when the time comes when those bills are not there, don't regulate your joy based on your bank account figures. <laughs> oh. Now, the key is found in verse 13. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You see, many times we quote that scripture in in abstract, out of context. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. It's fine. But it was referring to one thing. Whether I am hot or I am cold. Whether I have abundance or I am in apparent temporal lack. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means by the power of God, the things around me cannot regulate my joy. What? This is greatness. This is wealth. Let me close with this. Sirs and mars, it will surprise you, Tony, that there are many rich people who though they look rich, but really, from the perspective of eternity, they are poor. What does that mean? I tell you because you asked. For some of them, the riches actually have become their slave. That is why some people have so much, but they still do all kinds of evil to get more. They kill to get more. Blood money to get You wonder, what else do you want? You know what it is? That is the expression of poverty. I want you to get this. Tolu, there are people who are in numbers and statistics they are richer than you. But when you stand here to lead prayer and they can see really the joy of the Lord is in this man's life. He ain't got Rolls Royce. He ain't got a Rolex. He ain't got a 12 bedroom mansion. He ain't got a yacht somewhere in Korea or whatever it is. Uh, all he got is Jesus. And that Jesus is everything. Hi. What is the Lord doing? The Lord is recalibrating our mindset. Redefining what true wealth is. I see some rich people in their eyes. I see fear. What's the fear? If I go broke, how can I survive? How can I live outside being a senator? Outside being a governor? Outside being a whatever it is? How can life be? That guy's poor. So the Bible says that those who are rich but they're not rich towards God. Rise on your feet and thank the Lord for grace, for realignment this morning. We're going to worship the Lord as we worship the Lord in the next few minutes. Allow the Holy Ghost to breathe upon you. Allow him to work a walk in you. Let these words find a resting place in your heart. Don't struggle with them. Just accept them. 
What you need to repent, do so. Power to lay down. Power to take up again. Can we thank you? Before we worship, I want to give you the opportunity to some people here who are born again, don't know Jesus. Online, on site. <laughs> the real miracle is salvation. The greatest wealth is a new birth. Beyond anything, that's addition. The real wealth is to know God, to know Christ. The same man of God, pray with me. I want to fix it. I want to get it right. Just where you're standing, unashamed, right hand in the air, left in your chest. Right hand in the air, left in your chest. Let's pray. Online, on site, right hand in the air. I see that hand, right hand in the air. Hand on the chest. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Ushers, if any hands around you, put a card in their hands. Let's pray. Right hand in the air, that hand in the air, give the card. Don't be shy. It's your moment for a miracle. Real miracle salvation. Church, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, keep your hands up until the card gets you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me all of my sins. Lamb of glory, with my heart, I believe unto righteousness. With my mouth, I confess unto salvation. I am blood washed, blood bought, child of the living God. Thank you for saving me. I give you the praise. I raise my hands. I lift my voice as I worship you this hour. Take the praise. The glory and the honor to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of Apostle Goodhart Obi Ekweme. It is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life, and we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the Word of God will rest upon you. We look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.